All right. Welcome back to another episode of Fireside Freedom Podcast. This is episode 22, and we are going to be talking about workshops. So I am um, here with Tim, Ken, Brian, and Letty, and we will start off with uh, what everyone did this week. So how about you, Letty? Um, see, what did we do this week? We came up with our plan for future projects here at the Little Red House. Um, we also got this super cool tool that Tim had recently recommended for um, doing kitchen faucets, like for reinstalling faucets on sinks, because we have three that we're going to be doing, and we're going to use it this weekend when we do our first one in the kitchen. So fingers crossed that it actually <laughs> works. Um, I've read seven books in seven days because I... I've been working on this blog post that I promised him I would get done, and it's going to be coming out tomorrow about young adult post-apocalyptic fiction. And one of the series that I had read actually had a fourth book come out after I finished it, which I did not know about. So I was like, I got to read all four of these books, you know, and just get back into it. So got all those read, and I'm actually going to be finishing up that blog post tonight and keep an eye out for it tomorrow. So not too much stuff, but just just enough. All right. How about the party animals over there, Ken and Brian? What are you guys <laughs> doing over there? Partying. Partying. <laughs> no, uh, I haven't been doing too much of that. Uh, this past week, both of us ended up at Self-Reliance Festival in Tennessee. But I guess the biggest thing that I did was while I was in that area, it's the same place I get my chicken feed. And so I picked up uh, 52 bags of different chicken feed, pig feed, goat feed, all of those things. And when I got home, four hour drive, I had 41 bags. No, I'm sorry. I picked up 57 bags and ended up with 41 bags when I got home. So somewhere along the route, there's some wildlife eating really good. (laughs) I fixed an air conditioner on the top of my camper because it was 97 degrees here yesterday and it was cycling on and off every 30 seconds. So didn't really keep up with the heat so called up there in uh, the middle of the night and fixed her up (laughs) yeah that's that's good to have all right well yeah those animals are probably eating really good all right how about you tim uh i finished the covered deck for the backyard so becky's super excited about that we got the tin on just in time for a big rainstorm so we could sit in there and listen to the rain come down it was a really nice yeah it's a beautiful little oasis for us and uh we had the local town election yesterday i ran for town council and got my ass handed to me uh i got yeah <laughs> brian's excited yes i got 44 votes and uh the the lifelong resident that uh, got elected had like 250 so apparently i was second so i am i disappointed not at all but it was fun <laughs> so yeah there we are i i'm actually relieved but yeah it was i did it it's done. It's over with. And I'm happy. So, yeah, you can't say you didn't try. That's for sure. That is very true. Um, I have no idea what I did. I think uh, the whole, most of the week was just kind of getting ready to head down to SRF. So we just kind of focused on that. I didn't do we don't think we did anything productive. Um, <laughs> sometimes that happens. We don't always do anything productive. Um, so, yeah, we are going to talk about uh, workshops because we were all recently or recently, at least this year, all at a homesteading type workshop. Um, So we're going to kind of start with uh, 
what was your decision about going to the homesteading workshop? And like, why did you want to go? How about you, Tim? So are we talking about like Toolman Tim's workshop or are we talking about like, no, I'm just. <laughs> so everybody, just so everyone knows, this is Erin's first night hosting and she's doing an excellent job. So we'll do everything we can to embarrass her. I told her that I would just stare blankly every time she asked me a question, but I won't do that. So, um, yeah. So, wow. LFTN was where we went. We were supposed to go in 2021. But the powers that be and the COVIDs and the bullshit, blah, 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 locked everybody down in our country so we couldn't leave. So I had to wait an entire year, which was cool because it gave me a, another year to kind of get my content and things going. And it was, yeah, I mean, for us, it was always going to be LFTN, Nicole's first, because there seemed to be the, the, the most people that we knew the most accessibility, all of that. But for us, we, and we always wanted to see Tennessee. So that was definitely our, our first go. And I'm sure we'll talk more about afterwards what what we took away from it. But it, it was incredible. It was so good for me and Becky. Yeah, awesome. All right. Um, how you? I know, Ken, that you've been going for a while, right? I mean, you're in Tennessee, so you're probably... I'm, I have a full hour to drive. I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> Well, you're not in Tennessee. You're in Kentucky. No, I'm in Kentucky. Yeah. So I'm only about an hour away. Yes. I have gone for the last three years and I don't know. I always enjoy it. Just meeting the new people, even though I can't remember all the names, I can at least remember the face. I'm like, I know you from last year. What was your name? And, uh, but no, it's, it's really good just to see people. It's really cool to meet all of you guys, which Aaron, I met you. I think you were there at the last year as well. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, I like the community. I like what she's doing. I want to support her. And it's a cool way to meet new cool people who are into the same things I'm doing. So might as well. It's only an hour away. People drive 20 hours to go to things like this. I I can't really, <laughs> don't really have much of an excuse. I got to go. All right. What about you, Brian? I know, um, I don't, was this your first time going to one? Um, something this intentional yeah I, guess, I mean we went out to squatch fest last year that wasn't really i mean it was a festival it was a kind of a gathering this year they had a couple speakers and stuff but it was wasn't really uh the main focus of it it was more of a gathering festival music festival type uh, scene uh we wanted to get down to self-reliance to meet people to just meet people in person we knew like you and nate were going ken was going um, people that we talk to all the time online, we're going to be there. And then also the new people that are coming in from different directions because like self-reliance was like Nicole's is Nicole's fan base. Um, self-reliance is John Willis's fan base and Nicole's fan base and Jack's fan base and Billy Bond's fan base. And so it's a big meld of different, different, uh, different groups of people which was really cool and they all have different focus of like why people are following them so it was really nice it was uh yeah definitely definitely worth the drive definitely worth the ticket um and yeah we kind of pretty much figured out where we're leaving minnesota for nice all right what about you letty um so after hearing after finally meeting you last summer um, and getting some more insight about going to LFTN. I was like, I, I really want to go. Uh, I've been chatting with the group online for almost three years now over on MeWe, somewhere around there. 
um, really liked people I've been chatting with. And Amy and I had talked, especially once we bought Little Red House and moved up here, about the two of us driving down. And then all of a sudden I get the message, bloody. So uh, are you going to LFTN next year? I was like, are you going? <laughs> and Amy says, well, I just got an email from Nicole asking if, like telling me that I'm coming down to speak. So yes, so you're coming with me, right? It's like, we're going. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean it's, been so, it's been something that I had wanted to go to Jack's for years because I've been listening to Jack for eight or nine years now. But I've also seen how quickly his sells out. And also Texas is hot and I don't like hot. So it's like I can deal with Tennessee in the springtime. <laughs> um, well, I know for me, um, it was like a split minute you know, decision to go. Um, last year, Nate kind of said, I think you should go and I'm going to either buy you a ticket or you're going to buy a ticket because you're going no matter what. And you're going by yourself because he was staying home. So, yeah, it was just, um, I don't know, one of those things that I didn't really think about at the moment of buying the ticket and just went. So it was really nice to get away from the family for a while. Um, so everybody kind of went to, you know, different ones and different times. So I know you kind of gave your thoughts on how it was, but what, like, how was it really? Like, was it everything that you expected it to be? Was it? you know, disappointing. It doesn't sound like anything was disappointing, but, you know, if anybody wants to kind of chime in and just kind of give what your thoughts were while you were there. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> um, I I don't go in with any expectations to anything like that. Um, I think if you do, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Uh, and if you don't, you can take what's presented um, completely and not worry about what it's supposed to be, what you thought it was going to be, what you would have been. You just experience it for what it is, make the most of it, and uh, and go from there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's how I was for me last year. You know, I bought the ticket, didn't think about it, and just kind of went. And so it was, you know, everything I wanted it to be because I hadn't had any pre-thoughts on it. Yeah, that was, that was Squatch Fest, too. Uh, it kind of fell apart for him last fall and now it's, it's kind of rebuilt, had to fall apart to rebuild. Yeah. Um, and he was very disappointed on how it went. Uh, it was exactly what we needed. It was inspirational. It was, I met some really cool people. Uh, he was disappointed in what it was. And I was like, no man, it was, it was everything it needed to be for me at least in every way it could be. And the same thing with self-reliance. I didn't, I didn't go in with anything I wanted to get out of it but I got everything I needed out of it. Yeah. I mean, you start to think about like how the hosts think, like they have a certain, you know, agenda and idea of what they want it to be. And if something goes off that you, you wonder if they're like thinking it failed and here everybody there is like, no, it was perfect. Yep. Yep. All right. Anybody else? Uh, for myself, nobody else to jump in. I like, like Brian was saying, try not to have too many expectations on that. Um, but I, I have noticed that if I, I'm not an antisocial person. I like people, but if I have, if I'm not feeling rested up, then I, I can tend to be antisocial or I, I'm not very talkative and I'm, I'm just not with it. So I got to make sure that I'm 
well rested up so I can be who I need to be to actually put something in. Cause I, I feel like when you put out, when you, or when you give more of yourself is when you actually get the most out of something. Yep. So that's, that's kind of where I would go with that. Yeah, I agree. I'd say for me, I, I spent the entire time talking like at LFTN. I just, I know, I know it's hard to believe everybody's laughing at me, but, uh, I just stopped going to the presentations because I was more interested in sitting around and listening to people's stories and, and hopefully helping and talking and just conversing. Cause you only get, I mean, these were people that I, a lot of people that I had known for, you know, two, three, four, some five years. And I, the first time I ever got to meet them in person. So it was, it was pretty special as far as that goes. And I know when Becky and I were leaving, just going down the hill to our car for the last time, we're like, you know what? We finally met our people. And it was really cool because I never, you know, you have friends, right? But you don't have people that you connect with like that. People that you, you know, the most important things in life to you and to them are very, very similar. And boy, there's nothing like a, a group full of anarchists to find people who are accepting either, right? I mean, it's unbelievable how well that went. And Brian says he knows where he's going. I mean, we've been, ever since we came back, we've been looking at land down in Tennessee on a, a daily basis. So it's just a matter of time till we find a little something down there that'll be ours. Uh, because we used to think that if the shit ever hit the fan, we'd head all the way across country back to the East Coast where we're from. But now we, anyway, we, we want a place down south that we can spend a lot of time at. So that's where, that's where we're heading. We could we can smuggle you through the border through uh, through the boundary waters on a canoe, and then we can bring you down here with us. I just I don't want to be looking over my goddamn shoulder all the time, you know. Like it'll be like, the underground railroad, Tim. I, we'll get I the underground Tim yeah. railroad. I'll be a political uh, what is it? Political asylum or political? Yeah, yeah. So Not it's coming. Assassin. I'm sure it is. A political assassin. <laughs> that, that'll work. Yeah, you need to denounce. <laughs> After you got your ass kicked in the election yesterday. <laughs> That's true. I thought you'd just say, we'll get somebody to actually kick my ass. And then I can I say, I fear for my life to be deported. That was, that was the best thing that could have happened to you, man, was losing oh, I, that election. I'll tell you, I'll guarantee you. Oh, I, I, I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm very happy, actually. It's funny. <laughs> for about the week leading up to it, I kept telling Becky, I'm like, yeah, I, I think I want to lose. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yep it is what it is right sorry go ahead Aaron. <laughs> no that, no that's fine <laughs> yeah i think um one of the biggest things like you said is you know you didn't go to any you know many of the speakers and you just you know socialized and i think it's it's hard finding that balance like you want to sit and talk to people but then it's like you want to support the speakers and i always found like i want to be in both places so i mean so you kind of got to go in and figure out what you're going to do I know my biggest fear was just being with so many people for that couple of days down at LFTN. So I made sure it was like, well, okay, I'm staying at Jenny's. I know most of the speakers are going to be there. So I would just pop upstairs for a little cat nap. And then when I'd hear all the noise downstairs, I'd say, okay, now I can go down because I'm rested and I'm ready to extrovert again. You know, um, I, I crashed hard. I, we got in the truck after we walked down the hill saying goodbye to everybody and I pretty much passed out for the majority of our drive back up to Illinois because I was just so exhausted, you know, the mental and physical exhaustion of talking to everyone. 
but nobody cared if you went and took a nap or you just wanted to sit off by yourself, like just kind of reflecting or whatever you needed to do. And there, again, there was no judgment whatsoever. And since coming back here, I've been telling everyone, I said, it was like meeting your, your family. It was like a big family mm -hmm. reunion because we've all, most of us have been creating those relationships the last few years. And then you actually get to meet in person. So I, I also know, like, I have all these people now that I can just reach out to, Hey, I've got questions about X, Y, or Z. So I have like five people who are like compared to me experts in that field that I can talk to about whatever it is that we're going to do, or I want to learn about. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a nervous person. I'm sure everybody kind of knows that I've like, you know, social anxiety. And I think that was my biggest thing of, you know, talking to Nicole the first time, like, I don't want to go talk to people. Like, why would I come to a workshop like this? And, you know, she was like, well, nobody, yeah, nobody cares if you walk off and do your own thing. And then you learn, like you get with the right people and you actually want to talk to them. Like, it's not, you know, so draining when you're talking to like, you know, everybody that's around you normally. So you find those people that just kind of brings that out of you. And so you just kind of keep going. Yeah. Um, um, with, with talking to people, I get so bored talking to everybody in my daily life that has no clue what I'm doing, what I'm thinking about, why I'm doing what I'm doing, what I'm all about. And then you get put into a group with 500 people that think the same way as you. And you're like, <laughs> like, cause you all think the same way and you have ideas to share. Like I can't share ideas with my coworkers on how to raise chickens. Cause they've never, they eat chicken from Walmart. Like, dude, well, what kind of bedding do you use for your chickens? What are you talking about, man? Like they have nothing in common with me. Rice. They have no I use rice for the bedding for my chicken. Yeah, right. <laughs> I use rock salt to cook it on. But yeah. So when you get, when you're in the room with all those like-minded people, it's easy to talk because you have a million things you can talk about. And you, you, everyone out there thinks that they're alone. And then they get there and it's like, oh, my gosh, like all these people have been there this whole time. Becky was that way. I mean, she was she, she came because she wanted to support me. You know and I mean? She she's, you know, like minded with all of us as well. But she really had no idea if there'd be anybody there that she could talk to or enjoy the company of. And I think she talked as much as I did. You know, I, I didn't I I. Right from day one, I told her, I said, I'll always keep an eye out on you to make sure that you're not sitting alone anywhere doing, you know, not having anybody to talk. Well, I never had to worry about that. Not for one minute. I think I might have looked once or twice the first night. And after that, I was like, well, Jesus, she's talking as much as I am. So and I, I worried about, it. you know, I was just like, because you don't know. I knew the people, but you don't really know them until we're in person. And then she just hit it off and she's made Facebook friends with a bunch of you. So it's been great. Yeah, I think it's weird, too, that, you know, like probably from her perspective, we're all going to only be talking about like end of the world and, oh, my chickens did this and my rabbits did this. And we still want to talk about shopping like and kids and we have a real life. It's not only homesteading. It's a huge part of it, but it's not like everything. Um, so I don't know if we kind of went over this, um, but like what was the biggest thing that you gained from going like, I don't know what, what, like, how did it affect you? 
going to a workshop and meeting everybody that you've been talking to. Letty. I came back, well, after I took like three days to just decompress and introvert and finally get back to my baseline, I had a fire lit under my ass. <laughs> I was like, babe, um, I want to find us a shed and we're going to like get a nice big shed that we can put out here so we can have rabbits for next year. Said so maybe even quail, so, but we're definitely doing rabbits. And he's like, we're what? <laughs> so what we talked about, it said, so we're doing rabbits next year. His only complaint about my location is that it's too close to the street. I said, well, we'll put it farther in the backyard. So it's not right next to the, right next to the carport. He said, okay. I rebranded my virtual consultant business and then got stuck up with family stuff. So I haven't been able, I haven't done too much of the last few weeks, but now that I'm done with all the family things, it's going to be okay. We're getting backwards consultant out there and I'm going to find myself some clients and get, let's get a couple bucks rolling in. I don't need hundreds of hundreds of dollars, but if I can make 50 bucks a month. That's 50 bucks a month, you know, that I wasn't making last month. And um, I mean, I've just got <laughs> my little red notebook here, by the way, thanks for bringing the stickers, Tim. Aren't those cool? I, I've got a nice list here. I, I started like listing out all these podcasts and blog topics. And then I've got a nice big, this is all to do's. These are two pages of to do's that I came up with from sitting there. In addition to all the notes that I took during all the speeches. And I also became the uh, unofficial like secretary that was there and have all the contact information for the people that were there. Cause we're putting together a directory that we can share with the group of everybody's strengths and weaknesses. What are you looking for from the community? Um, so that we can have that going forward. And it's just been amazing to have something that I so deeply believe in and that so many other people do that I can just, that I know that I'm gonna have the support no matter what I do. No, that's the best part is we like, <laughs> we'll go into the, like our little LFT and event group on MeWe and every once in a while people are like, hey, this is the latest update on what I've been working on. And it's just, it's full of cheerleaders. Cause that's what you need. You don't need the people that are sitting there detracting and saying, Oh no, you can't do that. Why would you want to do something like that? You're crazy. We we we're our own group of cheerleaders now, you know? So, and because we've been together for those couple of days and we were dirty and stinky and smelly because we weren't all showering like regularly, <laughs> but whatever. I mean, I think that just makes you that much closer. Um, I feel like I can do anything now. And if it weren't for going there, I wouldn't feel that way. And I could have taken that money and gone to my sorority convention that's coming up next weekend, but I would not have left with the camaraderie and the inspiration that I have from those four or five days, whatever it was, go, driving down to Tennessee with these three women I had never met before to come back and be ready to take on the world. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you got a lot, a lot on the plan. <laughs> you want to go for it, Brian? No, go ahead first. You go first. <laughs> uh, I think one of the biggest things for me, you know, after you come down from all the ten thousand new ideas that you want to do that everybody else has is implemented in their life already, and you're like, I'm so far behind. 
and got to try to catch up. I, th- I think the biggest thing for me after I let go of that is just to, to try to double down on what I am doing. That's and, you know, not, not get so caught up in the weeds with the 10 million other ideas, because just because Jack Spearco is doing 20,000 different things and, and he's really good at it. And because Billy Bond is doing great with pigs and, and can raise it for 21 cents a pound and got the chicken tractor on steroids and, and all of those things. And because, you know, these other guys are doing all of the things, I don't have to do that. Even though it sounds awesome and they make it sound great, I want to do it. But what I need to do is figure out what's working for me, what I'm really good at, and double down on that. So it's easy for me to, you know, chase all the little trails where I want to go, what seems cool in the moment. But I just got to come back to what's working and and go after that. Well, I'll, I'll let you know he's doing great on everything he's got going on here. I'm like blown away by his property and what he's got done in six years. So it's, it's fantastic. So anybody ever needs any uh, motivator, talk to this guy, cause the stuff he's got going on here is fantastic. But, um, I, I was going to self-reliance to make some human connections, some in-person connections. Um, I, you know, I recently started my podcast was in January. So I've kind of built some connections. I've been in online communities for so long and knowing that where a bunch of those people were coming was really nice. But what it really did, what my purpose going there was to talk to people that live here. Because with everything that we've gone through over the last two years, trying to figure out what we're doing when we leave Minnesota, um, with fuel prices recently, we need to find some place that we have a home base. And to be able to come here and look at people face to face, talk to them about the actual what goes on here, what the weather's like, what the issues are, what the bugs are, what, you know, just having conversations with people that are here, not intentionally saying, hey, I'm thinking about moving here. I'm like, so what's the weather like here in the winter? And they would just tell you and uh seeing in their face and and being face to face and it, it's convinced us that this is kind of where we're headed to buy that first property so that's what we took out of self-reliance along with the fact that i'm i'm fired up now because like i've had four days five days off now because i didn't have internet which was fine with me it's been fantastic it's been like a vacation inside a vacation uh but i'm ready to go man like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't even know what day it is, really. I asked I asked Ken the other day what day it was. Um, but uh, when I when I get back, it's it's full steam ahead. Like everything's the ball has started, and it's only going to gather steam. And that what kicked it off was was meeting all these people. So it just kind of gave it that push to start off. Speaking of weather in or winter down here, what did you say when I talked about how cold it was last year? <laughs> I, was, I was like 10 below <laughs> what? No, oh we, no we, we got had... down to like seven degrees i'm like it was really cold and a really cold spell and he's like yeah that was about as warm as it got for like eight months up there <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 oh and, and we asked him how much it snowed and he was he's like well let me think i think it snowed twice and the one was like six inches and i'm like <laughs> like twice in a day or like it was twice in the same day and one of them was six inches or was that like in a week no all winter was six inches 
and then I was talking to Kerry Brown at, uh, at the festival and we were talking about winter and he's like, yeah, um, we get like an inch of frost or so, uh, you can like push it away with your fingers and still plant in the ground. It's like, so row covers. Oh yeah. Yeah. I grow all year round with row covers. He's like, yeah, an inch of frost. I was like an inch compared to our like 39 inches or 41 inches or whatever. They make us go four feet. So you don't even, you know, and sometimes you're too shallow. It's 10 feet here. Well, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and you that's... never thought you have like permafrost, don't you? I'm pretty damn close. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what, for us, when we landed in, uh, Tennessee when was it the end of March I think right or when was yeah anyway when we got there it was we drove through snow and ice to get to the airport and we got down there and it was like mowing season it felt it was so incredible I love that that was yeah it blew me away and did it bear like how often do things even freeze there I don't know if, if Ken still can you hear me or yeah not very often yeah, right well, I mean no not too often it, it kind of depends where you're at um not this past winter but the winter before we had a, a week straight where it was like in the teens and so <laughs> shut up brian if you're living in a holler and you don't get any sun like there's a lot of people that were frozen solid had no water no nothing for like a week straight couldn't get out because they're you know he's seen the roads around here and the roads he mm. worked on are the good roads so <laughs> <laughs> i saw some of the driveways <laughs> there's people around here that I mean, while the weather's not that terrible, you get stuck down in there. You're not going anywhere for a week. You just hope you got enough bread and milk. That's why that all disappears, you know, at the threat of a snowstorm or a freeze or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep hearing about Tennessee um, freezes, and it's like the whole state shuts down. And then, you know, we laugh about it because we're in northern Illinois. And then we go to Melissa White's house, and we look at her driveway, and it's like, I it's like straight up like I can see how maybe it's it's a problem that was like that and where I grew up Nova Scotia it's just like that like when I I it actually Tennessee when we were in the hauler area reminded me very very much of where I grew up but um for for me as far as what I took away from LFTN I I hadn't public spoke in damn near two decades. So it was, you know, I obviously I live stream and I podcast and I make videos, but getting up in front of a crowd and doing it for the first time in 20 years, I remembered why I love doing it so much. And I'm, like I said, I found our people, but also for me, it, it was definitely, how do I put it? Like it, it, it was the reassurance I needed that I'm on the right path, that what I'm doing is mattering and that what I'm doing is right. And what I'm building is great and all of that and it, i came away and i was like oh shit, yeah this is awesome fired up to do more and it's led into some more things but it, yeah it absolutely was 100 reassurance that you know where i've put all of my energy in the last 30 months two and a half years has has been not for naught it's been the right thing for sure awesome i think the biggest thing for me was um probably halfway down the drive there i'm thinking what am i doing like we don't you know we have a less than half an acre. I'm going to get there and they're all going to laugh at me and I'm going to turn around and drive home. And then um, you start talking to people and they bring up certain things and you know, ask what you do. And it's like, oh, we do rabbits and chickens and gardens. And they're always like on a half acre. Like that's a lot. And it kind of like reignited, like Tim just said, like we're doing something and we fit in and this isn't all just something that we made up. And because everybody around us goes, you're crazy. What are you doing? You don't do that kind of stuff in the real world. 
So it was just kind of a reassurance of like, we're, you know, yeah, we're in the right area and or with people and we're just doing the right thing. Um, so I guess, what are you doing? Like, like, what are you doing now? Like, I guess we kind of already answered some of these questions, but like, what are you what's the biggest thing that you're going to do now? Like I know everybody said that they're fired up and they're getting ready to go. And like, what are you going to do now? I'll start with that one. It, sorry, Brian, cut you off. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So we, for me, another, I guess I never mentioned this, but another thing, I mean, I mean long-term we definitely plan on spending a majority of our year south of the border or at least as much as we can legally. But at the same time, there's not a community like the LFTN community north of the border here. So a big portion of what I went down there for was to see how an event like that was run so that we can put something like that together here in Alberta. And so that's the long-term plan. Everybody that I talked to, I've been intentionally reaching out and meeting freedom-minded folks in Alberta this year and just looking and searching and trying hard. And everybody that I talk to, I say, summer of 2023, we're having an event here and it's going to be big. Are you in on it? And so that's that's the plan definitely was uh, to, to to have some sort of gathering for at least the prairie provinces. And maybe if the borders are as open as hopefully they are, maybe some of my uh, northern American friends can come up, too. So it'll be it'll be good. All right, so you're starting your own like meet up, like get together. Workshop, workshop. Sure. Yeah. 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 I think so. That, no, I, I don't think so. We are going to have one next summer and it'll be great. Uh, it's just a matter of putting it all together. And I've, I've been talking about it for a year now with Becky and the goal was summer of 2023. So we'll make it work. I, you know, whether we're going to be, you know, here 12 months of the year for the next five years or six months of the year, I'm still Canadian and I'd love to put something special together for all of us fellow you know, the people that are closer to Santa Claus than you guys. Were you apologizing for being Canadian? Fuck no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm Canadian. I noticed how he said my Northern American friends kind of excluded us that are down here. Hey, if you want to come, buddy, you go right ahead. You're the one bragging about only being an hour away from uh, ten or from uh, Nicole. So <laughs> Maybe that's why I got excluded. I don't know. I was thinking, I'm like, I'm three hours away by plane. Plane. You know? <laughs> I got I got four days left, I think, five days, I don't know, before we're home. And then I just want to turn around and leave. So mm -hmm. and we're driving back there and it's hair on fire to sell the house and figure out how to get down here and start looking. Um, just going to take our time once we're here. We have made a ton of contacts with places that we can kind of sack up in different parts of the state and uh, kind of check out different properties and not have to just have one here ready to go when we get here. Um, we made plenty of contacts and got a lot of information about the different types and the places in the different parts of the states. And um, yeah, looking from everywhere from where Ken is here in Southern Kentucky, all the way down into Northern, but just below Tennessee. So it's a big area to look through and, but we've made contacts from, yeah, just this past weekend, we made contacts all the way from the, the western tip of Tennessee to the eastern tip to the southern part of Kentucky and everywhere in between. So we, we have, we're, we're more than confident we'll have someplace to kind of to sleep and, and just be <laughs> while we while we find what what's works for us. So, yeah, that's that's what we're uh, we're fired up to do at the moment. Enjoy the rest of our vacation, I guess, is the first thing. 
my next thing going forward, I got I got to figure out how to uh, get on the speakers list. <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's something that I that I aspire to. So uh, we'll work on that. I'm not sure. Uh, well, you were close at uh, Self Reliance. You were next to the stage. I know. So like, I, I was running all the sound and you everything. Turn them off and just... <laughs> I know. I'm like, click. You're muted. <laughs> My turn. Uh, yeah. No, that that is something that that I'm working towards, and and I hope I can be somebody who inspires others, like a lot of the speakers. That, that do get up on stage inspire all of us. So I don't know. I, I try to live my life with, um, with the thought of impact and growth with everything I do. And so if I can, you know, push myself into that and, and keep moving forward on it, maybe at least the things I do might inspire people, even if I don't say it to them. I don't know. That's, but hopefully at one point someday, I can be one of the guys up there on the stage as well. I already submitted your name. So oh, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> don't say hopefully. You will be. Yeah, I you will want. be. You got yeah. it. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's all there is to it. The applications drop Friday, so I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure uh, Tim could use a speaker up at his North American Canada. Festival. Not invited. He's not invited. <laughs> not invited. I'm being I think Mason we could make it work. Karen. And I, I, I think, I think he might have two ends in October and then next April. So. Make sure you get get those applications out. <laughs> oh man, I know. Actually, like it's funny that everyone's talking about, or like Tim, you're talking about planning your thing up in Canada, and Ken, now you want you want to be the speaker, which I think you'd be a great speaker. I love listening to your podcast because it always inspires me. So get that fire under your ass and get moving. <laughs> there's no excuses. Um, there's actually uh, there's a couple people that I've been talking to starting last fall about having a more upper Midwestern homestead style workshop. And then after LFTN, we were like, well, what if we kind of do it a bit more South, more in Iowa or something so we can get better representation and people are driving all the way up close to the twin cities. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's something that now I'm like, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to make the Midwestern thing happen because People are always asking, when, why is there nothing in like Wisconsin or Iowa or Minnesota? Like, why do we have to go to all these places? Well, why hasn't anybody done anything yet, you know? So there, there's a bunch of people who are out there, like it's been the bits and pieces of talking. So I'm actually going to be like, hey, let's all sit down and figure out, do we want this to happen? And when and where do we want it to happen? I mean, I just coordinated an event, a meetup for the TSP Iowa group a couple weeks ago. I coordinated another one with Erin <laughs> and her girls so our kids could get together and hang out. And the, as us adults did a little bit of learning, the kids just ran around and played, but whatever. I mean, once they're bigger, they'll get to do the learning and stuff. But as I'm starting to think about my Iowa get together for next summer, I said, okay, well, what can we do to make this more than just, we're going to go to the aquarium and then go have a picnic. Is that like talking to my husband, let's get, let's have one or two people speak at like, we, we've all got different skill sets that we can share. Like let's get a couple people who can talk about stuff, maybe a demonstration on something and then we'll just enjoy ourselves. You know, so we'll have some yard games and stuff and just make it fun. Because I think, I think that's the biggest thing is people hear, Oh, I'm going to this, going to this homesteading workshop or I'm going to the self-reliance festival. And there's always the expectations, but if we just say, Hey, we're just going to get together and have some fun 
and maybe we're going to do a little bit of learning. I think that we'll be able to get more people out and then that way you'll get them, you'll be making those connections and you, you won't feel bad about missing the speakers, about missing out on whatever presentation is happening over here where they're teaching you how to process rabbits, which that was super cool to see how simple that was down at LFTN. Um, and I'm just at, like, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to start coordinating my thing and then seeing how I can help other people get get the ball rolling and what can I do to help you guys because event planning is something I'm trying to add into my repertoire because I've done weddings, but I'd like to try to do some conferences and events because why not? Um, I think for me, again, along with what Tim said, you know, that he's from Canada and Canadians still, you know, deserve something. And me being from, you know, the enemy state of Illinois, you know, we're here and we're going to be here until I don't know when. And so, yeah, we started a group and, you know, are starting to do some get togethers and it's, it's neat meeting other people and them going, we didn't know anybody was around here. You know, everybody's like from, you know, the free States and, you know, Iowa, Tennessee, you know, all those places. And it's like, no, we're all here and, you know, we're going to learn and teach you guys what we know, even though we're not experts, but, you know, we're real people and we can teach you, you know, how to do, you know, we're going to do a chicken processing class and we're doing the ham radio thing in a couple of weeks, you know, just to kind of get this stuff out there that, you know, everybody can learn it. If we can learn it, you can learn it, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about Tim, you doing your, um, your get together. I mean, what are you going to like, did you take anything from the workshop in LFTN and you're like, you hadn't thought of that before and now you're going to do it at yours. I think the, or the organization end of things, there's just so much that goes into it to make it look smooth. And from listening to Nicole, even from years before, it's not to have too high of expectations the first time, you know, expect that shit's going to happen. Things are going to go sideways. Uh, you know, you, you may or may not get the crowd that you think the weather may or may not cooperate with you. Um, just be open with it. I, it reminded me of when I flew at Christmas time and I can't remember who told me this, but I, I did a little video on like, you know, prepping for flying. And somebody said, the one thing you need to pack is patience. Thought, huh? I like that. <laughs> and I've, I've lived by that every time I've flown since because yep, you need it. And that's the way it is with this too. You just be patient with things and yeah, like the, the pre-work that goes into it is crazy for it to come across is so smooth and run so well when it's done and over with. But yeah, that for me, that was the big one was, all right, there's more work to this than just having a bunch of people show up and say, oh, let's have fun. Awesome. Um, what about you, Letty? I mean, is there anything that you had, you know, had, had you planned it before LFTN? And if there's anything that, you know, you took from that that you were going to do now instead? Um, there's really not much that I had actually planned, planned myself. I've done some assisting of assisting with events in their planning and implementation. I've, I've been a speaker before and it scared the living daylights out of me, but I also did it because I know that was one of my fears that I've been working to get over is public speaking. Um, and I, I, I just want to be able to find more people, you know, it, it's funny because we live up here in the Northwoods, but 
we don't know our neighbors yet. Like now that it's getting warm out, we met the one couple next door because they've got a kid who's a year older than little man. So they run out and play all the time. But I still don't actually know their names because when they're outside, they just kind of like wave high. And if I try to start a conversation, they just skedaddle. They're like cockroaches. You know, you see them and they run. Um, but no, I mean, a apart from the get together, I just planned for TSPI where there's really nothing at that level that I've done. And it's something I want to do because people want, people are looking for it. They, they, they need it, you know, because we've said it before, people need to know that you're not alone. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not the crazy people. We are, <laughs> we are the more normal ones. <laughs> so just, just reminding everybody that they're out there, that you can find them. That, that's what I want to do. Awesome. Um, if anybody in the audience has any questions too, just post stuff up. Um, just about like if you're concerned about going the first time and and whatnot. Um, hey, Aaron. Yes. So you can uh, you can process a chicken, right? And put yes. it in the freezer and then like eat it. Yes. And you can process a rabbit and put it in the freezer and eat it. Yes. You're an expert. <laughs> you're expert enough to get it done. I know. And you're expert enough to teach somebody how to do exactly what you're doing. So never show, never cut yourself short. I know, you, I know. You know more than people that haven't ever done it. I know. It's it's just hard to kind of get it in your head that it's like, yeah, that you know what you're doing. I don't know. It's just, it feels like we haven't been doing it for so long. And everybody around us, like, has been doing it for 20 years. And it's like, what do, what do I have to, you know, to teach somebody? But there are people out there that, I mean, they have no idea. So I know. It's not a fake it till you make it, but sometimes you have to to, to say it out loud a bunch of times before you actually believe it. Yeah. So just force yourself to be like, hey, gosh darn it, I am an expert. Because you are. Jeez, yeah. you, I mean, I bet we could sit down and you could teach me all kinds of stuff about rabbits. You know, there's very little I know about rabbits, so it would be great. Yeah, absolutely. I had a question for you, Aaron. Okay. Um, so you went last year to LFTN for your first go, right? Yep. How was that? And did you travel down all by yourself? Yep. So how was that as a lady traveling all the way down there all by yourself and attending event you'd never been to before all by yourself? Um, It was, like I said, like when I bought the ticket, it was in like November or something. And the, the event wasn't until April. So I was like, when I bought the ticket, it was like, all right, I'm going to go do this. This is awesome. And then I'm like in Kentucky going, what am I doing? Like, I can't turn around. Nate will yell at me. I can't, you know, stop on the side of the road and just pretend I was there. Um, but yeah, I think I just kept telling myself that, okay, this is Nicole's house. Like she's female. She's inviting all these crazy people to her house. She must feel comfortable you know, doing that. And yeah, it was, it was scary and nerve wracking, but it's like, and even like the first night I remember standing there and it was so freaking cold. Like it was colder there than it was at home going, why am I here? Like, this is the dumbest thing. But then by, you know, the midday, the next day, it was like, okay, I've already met people that like, I have things in common. There was another single lady there. There were probably more than one, but yeah, it was just kind of sunk in like, this is okay. Yeah, I know. You're singing all the single ladies are you singing that song. <laughs> and um, and so, yeah, it just kind of 
was nice. I'm glad I went alone the first time because I knew if I went with Nate, I would be hiding behind him and not talking to these people. And I would leave going, why did I even go? Like I didn't talk to anybody. So it was really a good idea, you know, to go alone the first time. And then he came with the next time and I could go, oh, this is so-and-so, you know, look at this. I wanted you to see this last time. So it was a really good choice to do that. And what about tenting? That was something else I was going to ask anybody who tented because we stayed in a hotel and um, the whole idea behind some of these is roughing it sometimes. <laughs> so what was that? Yeah. yeah. What was that like, Aaron? Um, the first time I was given two options, I could either stay on Nicole's property um, behind the pigs or I could go to Jenny's property like down the road. And I picked Nicole's because I knew I didn't want to like walk down this road. And it was funny because it was so cold that Jenny's basement was heated. And Nicole told me, oh, if you're cold, just go to Jenny's house. And I'm like, oh, I don't see another house here. Where is that? And she's like, oh, it's down the road. And I'm like, I'm not walking down the road. I'll just, you know, cuddle up in my tent. But yeah, it was, I was by myself, you know, but I was still in karaoke hearing area. So I knew people were there. So it wasn't like I was just by myself. Um, let's see. So Farmish Kind of Life says sometimes people who are new at something learn better, faster way to do something and can teach the experts a thing or two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, very much true. Yeah. yeah. Amy and I talked about that on my last podcast. Well, I guess on my last one, I think it dropped Friday. How, you know, if you grow up in something, you kind of know it, but you don't maybe know you haven't had to intentionally go learn the best way to do it. Cause you just kind of grew up doing it. Whereas like you were talking about you processing rabbits and chickens and, and having to intentionally go learn how to do that and what the best way is to do it. You might be able to teach somebody who's been doing it for 20 years, a better way than what they know, because you had to go learn it. They grew up doing it. Right. And to mm -hmm. the, to the tenting thing, um, I started doing a hammock. I used to tent. Uh, the first self-reliance festival, I did a tent. And I, all I took was egg. And uh, it was down in the teens that night. And I nearly froze. <laughs> Thankfully, Carrie was there. And he, he saved me with an extra blanket for the next night. So it, it was a little bit better. But uh, since then, I started doing a hammock. And it's a little bit more comfortable than sleeping on the ground. Although it's still not like my bed at home. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit better as long as it's not too cold out. And that's relative. I mean, you know, I know you guys up north are like, oh, you don't even know what cold is. <laughs> we don't sleep outside, though, in the winter. <laughs> I, I have. But yeah, <laughs> not by I mean, maybe minus not by 20. Time. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that but I yeah, I have insulation for it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I think with tenting, it was like you in my head, it's like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be awful. Like it's going to be so uncomfortable. And then you do it a couple of nights, you come home in your bed. It's like, this is like really squishy. Like it's not like the ground. Like I'd rather sleep on the ground now. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I know with, uh, at SRF, um, we tented there as well. And there was a lot of people, a lot more than, like at LFTN. And it was kind of neat to see, you know, how everybody was set up and what people were doing. I mean, Nate had, you know, his ham radio set up. He was talking to the guy next door with all of his ham radio stuff set up. So 
it was really neat to just kind of we're nerd. I mean, we're so were they like were they in each other's tents talking back and forth on a walkie-talkie? Because I know Brian was thinking the same thing. <laughs> pretty, I mean, pretty much. I witnessed it. I was like, I was standing at Nate and Aaron's tent, and I hear this other guy's radio going off, and I'm like, oh, that's awfully close. I wonder if they're gonna get crosstalk and stuff later when they were both using them. And I show up the next day and. Nate's like, yeah, we busted out the radios and the guy over there, he was doing it too. And I was like, were you talking to each other? He's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you could hear each other talking into the mic. Like you did not have to do that over the radio waves. <laughs> but it's cooler that way. It's cooler. <laughs> Two soup cans and a length of string. That's what you oh, should eat. Yeah, both of our antennas up. <laughs> Nerd, <laughs> got farther. Uh, next next time they're going to be out there with the Morse code. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure that'll be next. Nate's they'll get John Pugliano. They'll have him on the road somewhere, and they'll be like, you know, they'll be sending Morse code about the uh, stock market updates. It'll be great. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, this last time at LFTN, um, Nicole was having wheat growing uh, in that same area that I camped. So we were at Jenny's house. So. At least walking back and forth on the dark road, I had I had somebody to walk with me. I did that walk by myself. Like, I think it was like every, no, there was one that I had Jenny with me, but like the other nights is just me. And I and I had my little headlamp. And like when I was walking down the driveway leaving Nicole's, I had the red light on because I didn't want to like bother anybody. But then I get there, I'm like floodlights. <laughs> Because the last thing that I wanted to see was a flipping snake <laughs> walking down the road because everybody in the holler would have known there was a snake that crossed my path or came towards me while I was walking down that road. But it wasn't a bad walk. It was it was actually nice to be able to go back and forth between the two the two properties the whole weekend. Yeah, it was a nice walk after I did it a couple times. Before then it was scary. Um, but yeah, I know uh, Chris Dixon is leaving, so good night. But he said, um, where was that now? Everything is scary until you do it. And that is so true. I mean, from the time between going to the first workshop to this last one, I mean, I personally, I'm doing things that I never even thought I would do. Like live streaming, like I never thought I would do any live streaming like this. I thought that'd be horrible. <laughs> But it's not that bad. Are we live? Um, I mean, I'm telling myself I'm we're not. So. We're doing we're it live, Jim. I thought this was recorded. Oh, no. oh my god! All right, That's I the only go. way I can keep functioning. <laughs> time, we're not live. So I, I'm going to throw this out there about doing scary things. My mom and dad are flying out here in about three weeks. My dad is 67 years old. And he has never been outside of Nova Scotia, New Brunswick in his life. He's never flown. He's never been on a train. <laughs> My mom hasn't flown since she was 13. And she's deathly afraid of it. And they're coming. And uh, I won't let them talk themselves out of it now. But that is a huge step. I mean, you know, uh, mom's a little younger than dad, but not by a whole lot. And I won't give away her age, obviously. But that's a huge step for them. And I'm super proud because you're never too old to, to do something. And you can surprise the hell out of yourselves when you... Just do it because once it's over with, the thoughts of it is always scarier than the actually doings of it. Yep, that's for sure. What's yeah. scary? What's scary? 
What yeah, people are gonna yell at you or laugh at you? I mean, if I'm not gonna die, what difference does it make? I know. Oh, I agree. I'm gonna reach across the internet and, and grab you. Or Pe- people laugh at me and tell me I'm stupid all the time. I just don't listen to them. I guess that just makes me more stupid for not listening to them. But I've never had my pants fall down when I'm up talking to a group of people. I mean, you know, people are I'm always scared that shit's gonna happen. My what? hair is still up, so that's is that scary? I don't think so. for them maybe. <laughs> Wouldn't bother me a bit, but man, I don't know. Yeah, it is what it is. But you're right, Brian. That's a good one. I like that. The scary thing because it's just a mental. A mental. I mean, flying, thing. flying. I mean, I get that. Like, there's physical things and heights. Like, I'm six five. I don't really enjoy heights all that much. Like, I'm already high enough off the ground. I don't need to go up any higher. Um, so yeah, there's like those physical phobias. But if you're scared to just talk to tell people what you know and things you enjoy or things you try to do or things you've failed at, then you, you got to get over that. I mean, really, really. I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's just say, it's just words. Yeah. I think for a lot of people is not necessarily the telling people what they know is the fear that somebody else knows more and might tell them they're an idiot or think they're an idiot. I don't know. If it works for you, you're not an idiot. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what too. When you talk about your failures, you actually come across as more human. Because I fail at shit all the time. I know everybody does. You know, we've all we've all got the stories of things where you've screwed up or you're working on something, you run into an issue, and you're like, okay, in all my years of doing this, I've never experienced this. So now I do need to find that person more experienced than me. And it's humbling as the one saying that I made the mistake, I failed, whatever. But you just take it as a learning opportunity too, you know. So, by the way, Ken, did you find yourself a electrician to help you out? I did. I conned my dad and my uncle to come over and help out. So that was great. <laughs> I had my I had an uncle coming into town, and my dad was supposed to come over and help me in the afternoon, and he brought the whole family over. And so they knew what they were doing, so they got it done in like 45 minutes. It was great. <laughs> well, Ken helped me a ton with my covered deck. I messaged him a few times. And so now every time people say, man, how'd you come up with that design for your deck, Tim? I said, I come up with it all on my own. <laughs> and... Uh, no, I, I, I'm like, I, I got a, a good buddy down in Tennessee that uh, helped me quite a bit. And I basically completely copied his design. But uh, again, it's uh, good to stand on other people's shoulders that can help you, right? 15 minutes from Tennessee. So oh, just take Kentucky. Missed it by that much. That much. <laughs> and then if I call you Yankee, am I wrong? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. The Mason-Dixon line is still quite a bit farther north. <laughs> See, every, in up north, we just call you all damn Yankees. Right. <laughs> I know. What do you, what um, do you call yourselves? <laughs> Bob, Doug, Tim. I call myself Tim. I mean. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, Aaron. No, no, you're fine. I know with the um with the shed, we want to turn it into, I know, the rabbit tree. And uh so Nate's gonna be calling Tim probably with electrical questions because he doesn't know. That's okay. We learn. You could see my electrical handiwork that I I threw together when we got to self reliance, and I didn't have a long enough cord to get to uh, get to the the plug in for the the electric. I had to go to Lowe's, and did you know that RV uh, ends they don't sell them at Lowe's, but what they do sell is dryer ends for thirty amp, and they're the same. 
and you can make weatherproof stuff with things that aren't weatherproof. Oh yeah. And just make it my work. Dad so that. My dad did that. He jerry rigged. Get enough duct tape on something. Yeah. My, my dad jerry rigged something like that for my mother's food trailer last year. It was amazing. And then they finally found the professionally made one for this year. But I was like, oh, well, nothing started on fire. So good job, Dad. There you go. My ends are on their way already from Amazon. But yeah, I wasn't driving. It was like an hour and a half to the nearest camping place to buy an overpriced cord. I just bought plain cord mm. and a junction box and a dryer plug and work. <laughs> All right. Cordless extension cord. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, does anybody have anything anything else? Oh, I just God. think you did a wonderful job hosting tonight, Aaron, and you had no reason to be nervous or insecure whatsoever. <laughs> you knocked it out of the park. So fantastic. And next time when we actually are live, you won't be afraid to do it. <laughs> Tim, Tim <laughs> forgot to hit the button. You didn't right. know that, did you? <laughs> right. Yeah, this was just a practice. Yep. That's how we got her on here. Now all the, all those people in the comments, we're just we're actually online doing that in the background <laughs> just to break the ice for you. So perfect. Next time when we do it for real. <laughs> you did wonderful, Eric. You did. Um, well, I have no idea what the topic is for next year or next time because I didn't look. It's uh next next week is prepping for natural disasters. There you go. There you go. As opposed to unnatural disasters. <laughs> That's what I prep for. Is I mean, we, we've got the monkeypox out there, so that could be kind of natural, kind of unnatural. I don't know, but <laughs> natural disasters. <laughs> um, does anybody else have anything else before we uh, wrap it up? I think we're if, the only thing I have to say... If there's a conference or a workshop that you want to go to that's done by any of these podcasters or in regards to homesteading, prepping, whatever, just go. You're going to be, oh, my God, the, week, the day not before. Just, not just prepping, not it, just it homesteading. Be, yeah. Anything that interests you, go and meet people that have the same interests you and build community. Amen. It's the only way you're going to do it. Even if you don't think you want to talk to the people, then you get there and you do want to talk to them. I didn't think I wanted to talk to Brian. I know Ooh. I didn't want to talk to Erin. And then Nate, <laughs> Nate introduced me to her and I was like, well, she's not that bad. And and the money end of it too, because a lot of people are like, well, it's a little expensive. Just oh, think. I thought you meant the money Nate gave me to talk to Erin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it. Just think about what you could throw that money away on. Like, like Letty said, you know, you could have spent the money on going and listen to a bunch of sorority sisters, bitch. Right. And instead you, you turned around and used the money to go to something like, and yeah, it, it, it's worth the investment. Like Brian said, go and meet like-minded people. Whatever Nate paid you, you know, was probably not enough. So <laughs> it was, no, I had to pay him actually. So. Aww. <laughs> Um, yeah. And if you, I mean, if you can't make it to one, then just do your own because people are going to come. Yeah. The people that you want to meet are going to come. Yeah. That was Jack's, uh, Jack's suggestion there in the round table <laughs> at self-reliance was, you know, just don't 
knock on your neighbor's door and like i'm here to i think he used the phrase i'm here to spread the word of the prepper or something <laughs> yeah. like that um yeah just find a good uh find a good gardening movie and screen it at your community center or something like that and throw out some food make it free you know put a little effort into it maybe nobody shows up but maybe two guys show up and then you don't even watch the movie and you just bullshit about gardening um and find out what else they're in and why they wanted to come and watch this movie and there you go. Now you got a local community. So just think of alternative ways to do it and uh, side doors in without just being up in people's face. And I mean, it's it's good to 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 set your intentions out there. But like like he said, evangelizing and walking up and knocking on somebody's door and telling them we need to we need to make a prepper group like that shit doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a neighbor. Um, who just came over with her kids one day. I mean, she lives right up the street. Like I've known her since we moved in and she walked in the backyard and she's like, I didn't know, even know you were this into gardening. And ever, you know, since then it's like, you know, homesteading stuff. And it's like, I've been wanting to do this. And I didn't even know that there were people in the neighborhood. So it's like you, it doesn't even have to be like, Hey, I want to talk about homesteading. Do you? And you know, it just is a natural thing and you're going to find the people you know, whether you really are trying at the time or not. It all goes together. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're gardening, that's one thing you have in common with someone. More than likely, if it's gardening, if it's raising an animal or whatever, you're going to have other things in common. Oh. But at a minimum, you have that in common. So you don't have to be completely like-minded with someone to benefit from a relationship with them. Yeah. So you could have, you don't have to be identical and more, it's better not to be really uh you only grow when you when you talk to people that don't think the same as you or challenge you or question you even if they do think the same but uh yeah just get find that one thing and you'll be surprised what else either you talk to them about that they've never contemplated or thought about or they already have and they agree with you so yeah take that one thing and, and cherish it and it's worth it yeah and you're gonna help that person you know they're gonna you're going to, well, you're going to both be helped, you know, after that. It's like, you know, she's talking about gardening and, you know, everybody thinks that once you learn how to garden, you're set. And then she's like, well, this isn't working. It's like, well, every year it's, something's not going to work. And that's yeah, same with animals. It's like, <laughs> we talked about that at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, it's like with anything, you know, the more stuff you start doing, you're going to get more problems. And so you can keep talking to people and finding more ways to fix it that you hadn't thought of. Because you kind of get into that, you know, tunnel vision of like, well, this worked. Why isn't it working? So. There might be a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. Um, well, that's all I had planned. So unless somebody else has anything else, then I think we could probably wrap this up a little bit. Um, we could go around and kind of talk about who you are and where everybody can find you. How about you, Tim? Uh, well, I'm right here on the screen at this moment. So that's a good spot to find me, but sorry. <laughs> I'll stop someday. No, I won't, but it's fine. Um, yeah. He's so in Canada, so he's really funny too. I am. Yeah. You friggin' Canucks, I tell you. So you can find me over at the workshop. Uh, I've been putting a lot of energy into the TikTok channel recently and it's going quite well, surprisingly, whatever. I don't know. So yeah, uh, find me at the workshop. 
the podcast is Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday evenings, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And yeah, we got uh, always got some interesting stuff on the go, but that's the easiest way to find me for sure. I'm How Ken. You can find me at the Constructive Liberty podcast, constructiveliberty.com, and all the socials. So just look me up. I'm Brian with the Lots Project. I'm off until probably Monday. I'm guessing I'm just going to ride it out till Monday, but I do have a uh, business in a box sale going on through the end of June for a huge box of comfrey. Um, you we will definitely get more than you pay for. And then uh, we also have a business uh, consulting package that goes along with that, which will step you everything through getting them in the ground, cultivating them before you can harvest them. And then all sorts of different business revenue models, you can go down and we'll personalize it for you, depending on what you want to do, your space, how you want to handle it. Uh, kind of walk you through that probably for two years minimum. I mean, it's, and you get to be uh, initial members of anything that I, I kick off on the lots project will be, uh, you're just going to be grandfathered in because it's just how I do things and take care of those people that uh, that get in there early. So check me out at lostproject.com uh, podcast, you know, everything. Thanks. And I can vouch for your comfrey because I ordered it. I don't even know when it was. And it was like growing within like three weeks. So it, it actually grows in other places. And it's resilient. My husband has mowed over it twice and it is still growing <laughs> in my backyard. <laughs> I bought steaks this weekend so I can mark, like, do not mow over my comfrey plants. I've got one from Tennessee and then all my Minnesota ones. Leave them alone, but they do come back if they get mowed over. <laughs> um, I'm Letty from Liberty All Day Blog and Podcast. LibertyAllDay.home.blog is the website. I'm on MeWe and most socials is Letty Lou. Yeah. I th I'm, I'm Letty Lou on all the socials, so you can find me that way. <laughs> all right, and I'm Erin. I'm from Two Chicks Homestead. Um, yeah, you can find us at twochickshomestead.com. We have a weekly podcast. This week's is going to be kind of uh, sleepy because we have no idea. So it'll, it comes out Wednesday nights. <laughs> we have a good way to sell it. What's that? We have no idea. We have no idea. So it's it'll be what it is. Um, yeah, and then that's it. So we will see you guys next week. Have a great night, everybody.